0: Roll Tide. And welcome to the Not So Serious Show for the Serious Fan. Joining us here tonight in studio, and we promised y'all it was going to happen, and I think they laughed at us, T-Bone. I think they laughed at us. But uh, Coach Tommy Turberville in, good enough to be barnstorming down in South Alabama, made a few moments for us. And, Coach, we're glad you're here and made some time in your schedule for us. It just
1: shows you I can be (laughs) (laughs) bought. Tell me this. I just had catfish dinner on you, I think. Well, I'll settle up with Josh later. Okay. How was hey, it, Josh, by the way? It was really good. You know, I used to have a catfish restaurant called Tubby's Catfish Inn in Tullahoma,
0: Tennessee. How how long did you
1: have that business going? Well, I started it and I let my sister run it. She ran it in the ground. <laughs> <laughs> you never can trust family. Yeah. Either. Yeah. <laughs> it's just how it works.
0: Well, we wanted it. we've been doing this podcast throughout the season, starting the preseason and we've tried to bring some interesting personalities uh, to the show. Uh, Tony mentioned uh, to kick off the show, we had Harvey Updike, and of course, he's back in the news for all the wrong reasons again, and and we may get into a little bit of that later on, but with you, and of course, once again, so gracious to take time out of your busy schedule, and we want to get the endeavors you have ongoing a little bit later. But we like to celebrate the Iron Bowl here. Uh, we take uh, we have a lot of fun taking jabs at each other, and we make fun of the schools uh, as we can. But uh, at the end of the day, we love to celebrate, you know what it is. And I think you know being in the state and having two teams like that, it makes it more fun for all of us. And the first question I'd like to ask you is: When you took the job at Auburn, I'm sure you had heard about it and and, and maybe had some idea of what to expect. What was it when you got into it, and how did it compare to what you thought it would be?
1: Well, my first experience with the Iron Bowl was 1989.
0: Okay, I, I as a defensive coordinator, at the University of Miami,
1: and uh, with Dennis Erickson, we we had already finished. We'd, we were undefeated, 12 and 0, and we were going to play Alabama because they'd already won the SEC, uh, in, uh at the, by the end of the year, but they had the Iron Bowl. Bill Curry was a coach, and so me being a, a defensive coordinator, Dennis scout it, and see what you think. We already know we're going to play Alabama, so uh, I showed up for the game first time ever in Auburn, and that was an experience. Uh, you know the oh yes, the it was. Let and, me
2: pull this just a little yeah. bit closer, coach. They're yeah. saying they're having a little hard time hearing
1: yeah, people back and forth and and uh, talking to each other, but there's nothing like it. I've coached Miami, Notre Dame games. I've coached uh, Miami, Florida State, uh, Texas A&M, Texas Egg Bowl. There's nothing quite like the atmosphere, and the atmosphere starts uh, during the week. People start rolling in about Tuesday, and if you're the home team, it's pretty rough if you're the home team, because you got to put up as a coach and players with all the people that want to get into practice and all those kind of things. But it's a fun time, and uh, it's as much about the surrounding atmosphere before, during, and after the game. Well, that, let me ask you this, Coach, and, and
0: T Bone. I'm going to defer to you in just a minute. And of course, you know, to be fair to the viewing audience, what is a memory of two or two that you remember when a game went Auburn's way, and what would be one or two when we were on the short end of the stick that might still be with? And you?
2: There would not many of those <laughs> when he was there,
1: the good old days. I can remember 2000, first time in a hundred years Auburn had played in Tuscaloosa. It was actually a hundred years, and we weren't a very we were decent. Uh, I think we'd won nine games, but a lot of the games have been close. Mississippi State had beat us pretty, pretty bad during the year. That was one of Jackie Sherrill's better teams. But we were playing Alabama uh, there. And I can remember we stayed in Birmingham the night, uh, night before the game. And we we're busing over, we left about 3 o'clock. And it was a day about like we have here today. Raining, sleeting, and cold. And I can remember sitting on the front of that bus. One of those things that, you know, we just, uh, you know, it's kind of like a dream going over there for the first time, but uh, it was a typical iron bowl. It was a fist fight, and we ended up kicking three field goals, no touchdowns scored, and we won the game. But it was a it was a, it was was a, fun experience, knowing that it's been 100 years since Auburn has been over there. Unfortunately, at the end of the game, we win the game, and I'm standing there, and we're fired up, I'm just soaking wet, froze, and uh, SID walked up. Congratulations. The only game, really game, we'd been run off the field that year was uh, Steve Spurrier's Florida team. They were really good. They eventually won a national championship. and, and uh, But to play them in the championship game, Mississippi State had to lose to a bad Arkansas team. Well, it happened. Yeah. And the SID walked over and said, Coach, good congratulations on the game. Unfortunately, you got another one next week against Steve Spurrier again. And he beat the heck out of it. <laughs> so uh, a lot of good experiences, a lot of good memories. Carnot, I'm scoring
2: on the first play of the game in 2003.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: That. Yeah, coach. Yeah. yeah, I'm really outnumbered in here tonight. Usually I'm outnumbered, but now let me it's say Two
0: something. to one. I know no, it's, hard no to it's four to one. Coach. I'm assuming coach, trips.
2: Uh, you're from Mobile, okay?
0: He's never outnumbered. 32. We could have eighty thousand in here, and if he was the one, trust me, he wouldn't be outnumbered.
2: Maybe in a chicken eating contest, but
0: <laughs> but yeah.
2: Anyway, so um, l- let me ask this. Was
0: the thumb spontaneous? It was just. Coach, lean in just a little bit on the mic. Having a hard time catching. I'm sorry.
1: You
0: told me these were. I thought they were. Well,
1: they are. Yeah.
0: Tony's probably sabotaging yeah. what he's probably done. Yeah.
1: He's probably pinched <laughs> off a wire or crimped it. They look store bought or the hand- homemade. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was the question? Uh, uh,
2: was the thumb spontaneous? It
1: was. It was very. You know, when you ever dream of winning two in a row much less you know there's many as yeah so as we're going through it uh you know we're we're counting them down and we just kept going and uh you know we i came up with the fear of the thumb and tiger walk we're walking down tiger walk and
0: uh hold on one second coach let's do this i think we might have a technical difficulty just use mine
2: well, you're not going to hear him because we...
0: He, I can hear it. Okay. Yeah. Use mine. There we go. All right. Is that better? I think
1: that's yeah, better. Next time I come, I bring you a mic.
0: Yeah, no, I think... I think I don't think you're talking into it right, Coach. There you <laughs> I'm go. not.
1: You want to get way down? There you go. Practice. Now we're doing something. Practice. Now we're doing something. Is that it? That's yes, it. sir. All How right. All right. Um, so, fear the thumb. Fear the thumb was just spontaneous walking down Tiger Walk, and everybody's hollering four, let's get the number five, and it just came out, hey... Fear of the thumb.
2: I thought it was great. I mean, I'm yeah. I'm I'm a big Alabama fan, but I, th- I thought it was kind of great.
0: I was David Jennings, and I approved of that message. <laughs> I was, I was for that.
2: Well, l- let me tell you this, Coach. You were y- your coaching ability was the creation of a lot of aggravation for me for a lot of years with this guy because we had a text group going, and I'm sure you've heard all the stories. and I'm, we're not the only people in the world that have friends that are on both sides of the fences who have text groups going and right during the season and and uh, when that iron bowl came around during during your years there, I got really, really nervous about checking my email and my text because I, I knew what I was gonna be getting from this guy over there. So I just wanna say, um my stress, my doctor bill, I think I'm gonna send it to your campaign headquarters and let you all pay for it. I'm I wish we could have got you over to Alabama during those years.
1: That was uh you know that people ask me about that game, and is it fun? It's really not even fun for a coach. And here's why: because you feel the weight of all your fans. Yeah, you know, Alabama's coach and Auburn's coach all week long. Because you know, if you win the game, you got bragging rights. But if you lose the game as a coach, you got to drive around for 365 days with a hat on with sunglasses, so you don't, you're, so you're not recognized and it's that bad, to be honest with you. But it it's a, uh, it was a, that was a fun series, and all good things come to an end. And unfortunately, I I was able to get y'all, Nick Saban, and. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, coach. You did. You did. Tell you, what. Hey, you know what? Well, he turned you what. in to be a pretty good coach. I yeah, recommend I mean, he's. Him, you know? he's <laughs> Thanks, coach. <laughs> yeah.
0: uh,
2: that is one good thing that come out of that. I mean, yeah. you, you're re- you were you were you know six for ten, is that right?
1: Seven. Seven for ten. Thank you. <laughs>
2: okay. Thank you. Short change, Jimmy. Math in his thing. <laughs>
1: yeah. Let me tell you, one 17. win in the Iron Bowl, yeah, is a lot of wins.
2: That's that's a lot well, of one. Yeah. Just one yeah. win.
1: You know, when I took the job at Auburn, I never forget this. I'm sitting in the Auburn University hotel, and we're sitting talking about the about the contract, and Jimmy Sexton's sitting there, and we're going back and forth, and it ended up pretty good, obviously. But I was told very quickly. You have to win your share of the Iron Bowl. No, whether, nothing else matters unless you win your share of the Iron Bowl. I yeah. mean, that's straight up. You, yeah. you, I mean, you can, you can go and 1, and that won't hold you around very long unless you win your share of them. And so I was able to do a pretty decent job. No,
2: you did more yeah. than a decent job. It, like I told you, it was heartburn city for me.
1: I'll tell you one of the things that I would notice, and I would
0: certainly – I think you could say this about Coach Saban, and I'm going to you know, say this about you in this instance – is the wins are important. That's what you're there to do is coach football and win football games. And that has to happen. But the, the bigger, more long lasting impact is the is the effect you have on the, on the people that are there while you have them for the four or five years. And if you look at the guys you had, and I'm going to reference the 2014, the national championship team, all those guys made it away from the football field in life. And you and your coaching staff had to have had a big influence. And, and I, and I want you to speak to how proud you are when you see them doing well. Like you can look from the 2014, Travis Williams is on the coaching staff at Auburn. Uh, Cadillac Williams is on the, on the coaching staff. Ronnie Brown's part of the uh, game day broadcast. Jason Campbell's helped out there. But Jason Torboard, DeMarco McNeil, Courtney Taylor, all of them. Ben Grubbs, we talked about him earlier. All those guys went on and were able to transition into life and become productive people, good daddies, good husbands. And I know that has to be, in many ways, uh, make you feel better than just getting it done on Saturday.
1: You know, that's what you're in it for. Uh, You know, you hope the wins come, but it's about building a program, and it's about building young people that believe in what they're doing but also understand how to get along with other people. And I've been around a lot of good football teams, and not any of them win or lose. What I'd taken for anybody else's because we all seem to build good chemistry around that team, but to win in 2004, uh. Was amazing, absolutely amazing. I didn't have to coach that year. You know, you you, those seniors led that team. I mean, and that's what you want to get it to. Yeah, it's in, in college football, and Nick has done this. You build your team from the ground up, and you build them for the future, and it's built with a lot of different people, and you build it every day mm-hmm. and and people ask me about the iron bowl i said listen we talk about the iron bowl 365 days we recruit to win the iron bowl we coach to win the iron bowl we do everything that we possibly can every day in terms of will this help us win the game the saturday after thanksgiving mm-hmm. i mean it's it's what that's how important that game is and so uh the character aspect of it is just as much part of it because you you want to you want to win it with a good team, but a team that plays together. But that's a, to me, that's what coaches do. They they put it, a team together. They they build it from the ground up, and they build them with with character within, and everything else takes care of itself. I see so many teams that have a lot of good athletes, and they never can get off the ground because it's not built on other other anything other than athletic ability. It's got to start somewhere else, and uh, every team that I was ever around, uh, and not because of me, but the coaches, it all starts with your assistant coaches, building it with with team character, with the positions that they coach.
2: Quality people.
1: Can, exactly. Can which
2: take, translates to, to business, which right. translates to Washington, which where you're going, and we'll get into that in, yeah. in a little bit, but got to have quality people. For can sure. you take
0: one second? A, a friend of mine is in,
1: celebrating a birthday today, and she's a bammer. <laughs> Could you wish a happy birthday to Tracy Crawford? Tracy Crawford, we want to wish you a happy birthday. And my God, girl, was you mar- uh, born on Halloween? Halloween. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> I don't think I know anybody yeah, you do. born on Halloween. Yes, you do. Who? Nick Saban. Oh, my God. Yeah. Was he, he was? really? Yeah. Today's, Today's his birthday. Wow. Hey, Nick, happy that? birthday to you, by the he's way. He's waiting. By the way, he watches I'm glad too. he's 10 years older than me. <laughs> I think he's about three years, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know how old he is, but he's a few years older than me. And he always will be. I always told him that.
0: I want to get your thoughts on a couple of things that are going on now in college football. And I know we're jumping around a little bit. That's what we do here. The transfer portal. Uh, yeah, Auburn yeah. is having an issue with it now. And, of course, well, sort of everybody, is first day. it's first. Yeah, happening every yeah. week. What does that do to a coach in terms of managing a roster, how you handle the team, the dynamics, the chemistry you work so hard to get? And I'm not passing blames at right or is it wrong, but it is an issue. And, and what are the, Where's this? how is this going to play out going forward?
1: We're, we're teaching kids to quit is what we're doing. Exactly what I said, Coach. Yeah, we're teaching them to quit. We're making it easy. And I always tell players, and they come in to me, Coach, I'm disappointed. I'm not getting a play, and I said, Listen, you know, nobody's got anything against you. You got to beat the guy out in front of you. That's the way it is. And this world was built on, on, uh, on being competitive, and it makes everybody else better. And there's, there's some that I've understood over the years, and, and I'm, I'm probably for, in the long run, for the fifth year senior that's not starting, coach, I want to go somewhere where I can be a starter.
2: Yeah,
1: I can understand that. Yes. I really can't. And it gives them a chance to get on the field. But for a freshman or for a sophomore to come in, I'm not getting enough playing time. I'm transferring because I've always said this. It's very hard to quit the first time. The second time, it's, right. it's easy. Yeah. Yep. And yep. so when you get in that, that rhythm, so many times, Times I've seen kids transfer and it not work out. And then, then what do you do? Then what do you do? Uh, it, But the transfer portal, I don't like it because either transfer before the season or after the season. But not not during the season. You shouldn't have the ability to come out and say, well, I'm done. I'm done. I'm going to go somewhere else, you know, Yeah. Yeah. after this season. Don't quit on your teammates. I mean, it's not about you. It's about the entire team. And so what we've done is we've created an atmosphere where it's easier for kids to blame everybody else other than themselves, and that's who they need to look in the mirror at. Look at yourself. I'll tell you one thing. There ain't a coach out there that's not going to play the best player because you get hired and fired for winning and losing games, and they're going to play the best one. Yeah. Well, I just wonder what it does to you from a recruiting
0: standpoint, and, and you know better than we do that recruiting is a year's, process, not a year, it's years, and you kind of set up your roster, you look at what you have, and if you're not, and I'm going to use Auburn as the most recent example, you think your your quarterback room is set, and you may or may not be actively recruiting a a good high school quarterback, and then all of a sudden, a young man has a bad day, one good reason, bad reason, whatever, it doesn't matter, he's gone, and here you are in November, the calendar's fixing to turn to November, who can you realistically get on at this point in the game and get to come to your school and sign a letter of intent in February? Yeah, it's, Imagine, that's pretty hard.
1: Yeah, it's it's an amazing situation. It really is. And I always tried to have five quarterbacks on scholarship. And, of course, having five meaning you're going to have one graduate. Then you bring one in and you kind of stay in line and try to beat the three or four guys out in front of you. I mean, that's, that's what it's about. But you can't do that anymore. Uh, look at Auburn. I, I don't. Do they have anybody behind Patrick Nix? I haven't looked at the. <laughs> they do. They, they, uh, they do. Yeah. They got Cord Sandberg,
0: who is 25, yeah, something twenty five. Yeah, someone He's played baseball. One of these guys that played baseball for years and years and years, and he's yeah, he's he's number he's he's QB two. He's one snap away from being the guy. Wow. Because he lost Malik Willis at the end of spring. He wanted an opportunity to go play, and then of course uh, we've lost Joey, and uh, now all of a sudden a, a room full of quarterbacks, scholarship quarterbacks, is uh, not there anymore.
2: Yeah, you yep. have, you have they have people there, but they're not prepared. I think yeah.
0: the part that that doesn't sit well with me, and I agree with what you said in terms of if you've paid your dues and you're there as a graduating senior, or a fifth year senior, and you want to play, you know, well wishes, go get it. Because you got to have your degree to do sure, that. sure. You sure, can't leave unless you sure, graduate. Sure, but I don't see how you work with your teammates and how you pay the price all during the off season and you do the five o'clock workouts, whatever's asked of them. I don't see how you to walk how you walk out of the locker room on them. I mean, I, 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 I that just that doesn't sit well with me.
1: It,
2: it's because it's become a me mentality, and you've probably saw that evolve even oh, yeah. during your time of
1: recruiting. It, oh, it's changed. I, I
2: could not do that. I could not be a recruiter because yeah. I don't think
1: I'd just be too. The kids and you want to be nice. You want to be fair to them, but you're also signing for a commitment to play at a university. Now, used to be it was a one year scholarship. Now it's four years.
2: Oh, I didn't realize that. Oh
1: yeah, yeah. It's guaranteed when you sign a you sign a scholarship. Now you if if you're run off the team, your scholarship is still paid. Oh. okay. now if you quit, it, it's not, but, uh, it is a four year commitment. So it's, uh, it's all about getting an education. So does
2: that scholarship still count against you, even though that guy's not there?
1: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It counts wow. against you. Once you, once you sign them, they're yours. And that's the reason you, you can only sign 25. Used to, you could go sign 30. And if four or five of them didn't make their grades, you, you, you couldn't bring the 25 in, but it's, uh, you' you own them you wow. own them and i did not realize that. yeah and it's, i thought it was still year a, to the year no it's 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 changed but there's so many things that change in college you want to change it for the best of the athlete now i do want to say that you want to give them the opportunity to to get that degree and and make it all work for them and give them every opportunity now they get all the all the food they want to eat all the supplements everything's free uh you get you know room board books uh, they all get from 500 to a thousand a month. It's, it's called a COA, cost of attendance. That's cash in their hand, first of every month, non-taxable. A lot of the kids that don't have parents or low-income parents get three to five thousand a semester cash in their pocket from the federal government called a grant each semester. So you, you've got kids that are making twenty, twenty-five thousand dollars, non-taxable cash in their pocket. We used to, we were bringing in financial guys to help them invest that money. Yeah. And that's a lot of money. You don't have any bills, and you're wow. getting that much Everybody's money. Everything's paid for you. Yeah. Yeah. So, so everybody asks, well, don't you think we ought to play players? Wait, they're, they're getting a lot of money. What are you going to give them? I How didn't know that. Well,
2: well speaking yeah. of that,
1: you were on Fox recently. Yeah. Last night, I believe, right? Yeah, about three days ago.
2: And, yeah. and, and they they brought up the, I guess, player likeness. Player
1: likeness, getting the money, yeah.
2: And and do you think that's going to be the first step to evolve into a pay-for-play for college players?
1: Well, as I just said, how much more money we're going to give them? Here's the deal. If you're on scholarship at Auburn and you got 600 scholarship athletes, it's not just football. It's everybody. So you're talking about several million dollars that you're paying out to athletes cash a year above and beyond you know, the scholarship that you have to pay. Everybody thinks that you, you got 85 scholarships. Well, that comes out of your budget. University don't give you anything. I mean, you still got to pay that scholarship. It,
2: is that standard from state to state? I mean, is that standard through the NCAA, or is it a state to state thing? My daughter, uh, the stipends. But my daughter was recruited in softball, yeah. and Florida schools all could offer a lot different than what Alabama schools. It's
1: could offer. different. It just it, it's, it's called COA, cost of attendance, and and they figured out depending on how much the scholarship costs and worth. I don't know. There's some formula. Okay. For for instance, at, at Florida. You know the scholarship now. It's got to be full scholarship. If if you're full scholarship, you you might get seven hundred fifty dollars a month. If you're at Alabama, you might get six hundred fifty. Now, how they come up with that? It goes through the administration, it goes through your registrar's office, uh, your people that deal with the money. Coaches don't have anything to yeah, do with it. Okay. It's it comes from a straight formula. But it's there's a lot more that these players get than what people think. And then you get all free health care, dental. Uh, your insurance is paid for, and it's uh, it's it's a pretty good job. I would yeah. I would say that I would say yearly, the money they get's probably worth from sixty to seventy five thousand dollars a year. Wow. Yeah, non taxable. Wow.
2: Yeah. I, I, my fear is this, you know, with this talk now of pay for likeness, that that you know, once you open that door, it's going to get, eventually it's going to get t- kicked open wider because there's money involved and there's going to be people involved and there's going to be greed involved. I don't want it to evolve till it, it, it becomes, we get with the transfer portal and the money that becomes almost a free agent situation because yeah. then you're going to lose, you're going to lose the gist and I think you're going to lose the passion of what college football is really about.
1: Amateurism. Well, you know, it's, a, it's, you're an amateur. Here's what I I don't like. I used to love watching Olympics. I can't stand to watch it now. We take our professional athletes and go take on their people over there because it's about winning. It ain't about winning. It's about our young people that are not professionals going competing against the best in the world. Mm -hmm. I don't care if they beat us, but our kids train hard and they go. But we send LeBron James over to play in basketball. It's a snoozer. You know what the outcome's going to well, be. Yeah, I mean it's ridiculous.
2: If we would have done that, would have never had the miracle on ice. Would have never exactly. had all of these, these these fantastic Olympic, you know, uh, events that have happened in the past that that created national pride. Now well, it's all send, about
1: marketing. It's all about television. Television is absolutely controlled everything that we do. It's no different in college sports. Yeah. You know, they tell you when to play, where to play, who to play, how many times you can play, and then they're going to pay you for it.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I, Coach, I have followed this closely, and I have it documented in my mind. I haven't done a formal study and put it out. And I want to preface that by saying this: I'm a fair guy, <laughs> and I pride myself on being a fair guy. But I can tell you when the worm turns. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I can tell you when fair the worm turns. Yeah, he's fair. When Alabama University, <laughs> beca- University of Alabama, became pile. interested in Nick Saban. The going rate for a head football coach, a top rate head football coach, was about $2 million. That's what, and you know that, that's what the, that's what the, the going rate was. They went to Sabin and said, will you come coach Alabama University for $2 million? And he said, absolutely not. And they said three, and he said, absolutely not. They said four, and he said, absolutely not. They got to five, and he said yes. So they didn't hire him, they bought him. For more than twice what the going rate was, nobody's going to move their family to Tuscaloosa and live there and educate. Are you her. a Russian? It's college free market. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just so saying. Russian. I'm just saying that's when it started. Wins became more important than the amateurism and the experience. And now we and got college all, football. Wins are important. And it's now, in the Olympics about giving gold medals. And now we have all these stadiums wasting money on Christmas lights and doing like you like. I, you're a you know, participant, and I just I don't know what's going on there, but I know when it started. Participation trophy. Want, I, <laughs> It's not participation trophy. I want to get back to amateurism. I want to get back to the kids. I want to get back to the passion, the fan bases, and all this other stuff. It's just you know, well, the that's, that's
2: not going to happen as long as ESPN's involved and money's involved. When money gets involved, it's not going to be pure like you want well, it how to be. Go to the YMCA if you want that.
0: Well, I tried to tell you that here three weeks ago, and you said that's what that was not the case. No, that's not. What, that's
2: not what the conversation was. Yes, it was.
0: let check I, tape, Ken. I said check there, tape. there are certain teams that can lose games and they will not be penalized in the polls as much as other teams because it's a beauty contest. Auburn's it's, Auburn's got two losses and we're the best still team. in the top fifteen. Well, we're the best two loss team in the country. Wait, oh, hey, hey, the top you fifteen. Have it both the ways, top fifteen Bob. in your poll. I ain't given my top five yet. He's got a top five coach. Coach, everybody else has a poll. I got mine, and I'm not. And mine's the only one I
1: worry about. You refuse to give it. You no, refuse. No, no. I'm gonna give it freely.
0: I'm gonna give it. Oh, it, and you <laughs> might be. You <laughs> might be surprised at my top five. But I want to transition away from that, coach. Let's talk about what He'll you have. It so freely, let's go coach. back
1: to Nick Saban. Yeah. Okay. I don't know what he makes now, but it ain't enough. It's ten. That ain't what, paying what, him. What does he?
2: What does he generate for that? For oh that my university. goodness! No.
1: Wait a minute. What does he generate for college football? Exactly. You know, whatever he's making, a lot of the guys ought to be sending him a paycheck. They, they've got some of these guys that can't win a, a game in college football in the conference or conference game that are making 4 or $5 million because they want to be relevant.
2: Yeah. See, well, when well, you started I, down that road I, yeah. about, no. about Sabin's yeah. pay, no, I'm just—he's happy Sabin got that okay. pay because it, it moved you the bar for am, everybody. I
0: am too, but both y'all are being selfish about it. Miss Terry wants to go to the lake. How come Miss Terry can't go spend her year at the lake? She's paid her dues. He needs to retire and take that lady to the lake, and that's what he need to stay. <laughs> I got
1: news for you. He ain't going nowhere.
0: <laughs> I'm sick of it. You <laughs> sick of it? I'm sick of it. He's proved his point. Take your wife to the lake and stay there.
2: He ain't won seven out of ten. It feels so like take it. your lumps, pal. It feels like it's your it. time. I, Dennis, t- I took my lumps when this when this guy right here was in Auburn. It's time for you to take your lumps. How's Dennis suck up and be a man?
0: How's Dennis Franchione doing, Coach? I don't know what Dennis is <laughs> doing now.
1: <laughs>
0: is he still coaching? Um, I, I don't think so. How many did you get over there? I know you. See you got Dubose. You got Franchione. You got Pappy Price. You got all the mics. Got I mean, you got them all.
1: Well, yeah. And <laughs> Mike Nick, and Mike, and then Nick got me. <laughs> He's getting a bunch of them too, Coach. Oh yeah. yeah How man. good's that game going to be next week? Them and LSU. Oh my goodness, I'm going. Are you? I'm going the game. Yeah, I'm going the game. I'm excited about it. I got some buddies of mine that want me to come over and visit with them, and I'm looking forward to it. I, you know, uh, LSU's good. They're better than I thought they were. Yeah. And just watching them against Auburn, their defense is better than what I thought. They, uh, they, they give uh, Auburn Hick the pressure on the quarterback, and they. You know they're just good. They're not great, but they're good enough because they got a great offense. You know Auburn got him a good quarterback. He's tough. Auburn has got as good a defense, maybe the best in the country, because of their defensive line they really tackle well. And LSU had 500 yards on them. Yeah, that's if you can have 500 yards on a defense like that, you are pretty good. He's, now, now they got to go to Tuscaloosa. and That's going to be tough.
2: He's Burrow's probably the biggest surprise to me in college football in probably the last not five to me. Or ten years. I mean cuz I just never would have thought he's tough man. I just never would have thought last year. he just seemed like a game manager last year to me. And now he's come out and he's yeah. he's he's a different guy.
1: He's maker. a guy you my can com- tell they rally around him. Well, they love him. My comparison is you remember this, Jason Campbell was very average yeah. until his senior year, fifth year.
0: And, That's it, a good and it opened
1: up. He ended up being a first round draft pick. This kid'll be a first round draft pick yeah. and it'll be it'll be fun for him to watch. I tell you he's tough. That that lick he took last week, yeah. you know, oh, running man. to the first time marker should have been flagged. <laughs> and, uh, should
2: have been flagged. It should have been. Yeah, so yeah, thought it was or it was no, it's, it hit? a little cheap to me, but that's just me. I'm a Alabama fan. Well, uh, do, you, do you want to try to predict that game? What do you think? I mean, I know you've been busy on the trail, and we're going to talk about.
1: Are you talking that about, about LSU and Alabama? Yeah. yeah. Um, well, if if they've got two, I don't. I think Alabama wins the ball game, but ten points. I just don't know whether, whether they play it's good you know. I'm having some interference I'm not. some of
2: the wise guys that put lines out for entertainment purposes right now not knowing where Tua's playing or not it's got Bama favored by nine nine and a
1: half and something That's without the, him yeah
2: with Who, an unknown
1: yeah I've got LSU I don't by see I just,
2: I just don't see Alabama's defense you know, being, the,
1: the thing that Tua does is he extends plays and he gives those receivers a chance to get a little bit deeper down in mid, mid-level routes and those, I tell you what, those kids, all four of them, they'll catch it in running crossing routes. And that's the toughest thing for a kid that age is to catch that thing across the middle running full speed and not worried about getting the heck knocked out. of Them
2: boys are going to make a lot of money one day. Yeah.
1: Hey, this yeah, might they can do it. This might be a good opportunity, Coach. You have somebody crossing the party lines.
0: You have a Democrat from Demopolis that says he's voting for you. Hey, how about that? Hallelujah. Hey, Let's, Democrats can vote it. twice, hey, can't they? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about that a little bit. Of course, you out barnstorming the state six days a week, leave Sunday open, of course, for church and the family, and certainly respect that. But talk about how you got into this, what made you get into this, why did you want to get into this? And I also understand coaching at Auburn gives you a lot of political experience.
1: Well. think you get to deal with there. <laughs> It's a lot of, plot of politics in the SEC. That's a truth. You know, my dad died on active duty in the military. Didn't I know that. patriot. Yep, died at 53. Fought in World War II, drove a tank all the way across Europe with five bronze stars and purple heart. I grew up in a military family. He loved the country, and he taught me and my brother and sister to love the country the way he did. And in 1972, I turned 18. That's the year they stopped the draft. I had a draft number. Vietnam was winding down. My brother was in the military, so I never served. And so I get into coaching, go 40 years, and I told my wife, there's something missing with in my life. I haven't given back. And so this is my, it's not near what the military people give, but it's my way of giving back to this country because it's given me so much. So I'm doing this for the right, I'm a politician's worst nightmare. Uh, I don't need the job. I want the job. I don't need the money. I'm giving my money that I make to the veterans of the state of Alabama. Wow. And I'm not going to be politically correct. I'm sick of that. Uh, you know, there's a double standard in this country and politically correctness in this country. That's 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 wrong. Well, you're I mean. proving that by being on this program. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, Come you know, on, I'm, you know I'm, I'm a fan of the Constitution. It has saved this country many, many times. We've lived 243 years because of it. And there's nothing in that Constitution that says that you can't be uh offended. You know, sure. not to be rude, but if you're wrong, that Constitution doesn't say that you somebody can't call you out and uh you know, I don't know if you know this, being politically correct. Uh you uh you can now get on an airplane. Did y'all know this? With a horse up to two hundred and fifty pounds.
0: Wait, do what what? What?
1: Yeah. It is legal. Our great transportation department in Washington, D.C., the bureaucrats said that, you know, if if a horse makes you feel comfortable, you can... A horse? A horse. Uh, 250 pounds. They've had videos of them. You know, it's got to be, obviously, a mini, miniature horse, but up to 250 pounds, you got to buy it a ticket. I could get half a Tony on one, then.
2: Well, three quarters. <laughs> a horse? So, so think about that. Well, yeah, they, yeah. they let jackasses on coach. <laughs>
1: That's a, That's a good one, but think about that. Well, no, I got one. Now just just think about where have we gone in this country?
0: That is, I've never heard that. That's
1: absurd. But well,
0: I, I'm gonna
2: tell you. There, there's I don't even, I don't even know what her name is, but it's AOC. I've heard her spout some of the dumbest, most idiotic things that I would be sitting there with my nine year old son, he, and he'd look at me, he'd say, "Is she for real? Is she really?" That's, yes, son. Uh,
1: yeah, I mean, no. and, and that's what we have up there. So, and you're asking me why I'm running. Yeah, that's why I'm running. Well, we have lost it in this country, and if we don't stop it, and if we don't get control of Washington D.C., we got all these career politicians that go up there that want to get reelected and stay and get a paycheck and and get elected again. And you know, if they had a scoreboard in Congress like we do on a football field and put their score up there, they wouldn't be up there half the time they're up there. Mm-hmm. They'd be gone. We'd send them back home. But there's no score. They don't. You know. There, there's nothing that they really accomplish other than making a vote that might count on something. Very few of them put bills up, and right now they're not doing anything other than trying to impeach probably the best president we've had in our lifetime.
2: Amen. Amen. I mean, the Dow's hit a historic high, and they're trying to tear him down. Jobs are abundant and crazy, and they're trying to tear him down. I mean, what do these people want? What do they want?
1: If you got to complain about Donald Trump, he's created too many jobs, and we don't have enough workers. You know, that's exactly what he's done. He has absolutely put everybody that'll work back to work, and we've got to we've got to get back in our education system and start training kids to work with their hands.
2: Well, I, I'm in the construction yeah. business industry, and and there is a major shortage of that, and which can be a good thing and a bad thing because I'm in the management side of it, and so. With there's a lot of building. There's a lot of yeah. money being invested. There's a lot of things going because of the administration that we have here. When I heard that you were running, um, I have family ties with Auburn. We talked about my mm-hmm. parents. They do the the drug collection, which coach said, Hi, Mike and Barbara Jean, but um it I thought finally common sense is gonna have a voice. And and people with with uh morals, the common sense factor is going to have somebody that they can put up there that will speak for them and, and and the ads that you've been putting out I've been sharing, they're spot on I mean I just, if I were writing ads and I was running, you're saying exactly what I would say and and it, it's not about excluding people it's about common sense, doing the right thing everybody pull together to make America
1: great and Well my thoughts on this run is it's simple, it's like building a football team This country has lost its fundamentals. We've lost them. And the fundamentals of blocking and tackling for a football team, you can't win without it. And we can't win in this country unless we put God, family, and education back in play. They're being under attack. Christianity is under attack. Family is broken. We're paying families to stay apart in the education system. We've got some good teachers, good administrators, but we're teaching things to our kids that are socialistic, and they want to change their minds. You know, 70% of the kids voted a few days ago, millennials. 70% of millennials voted that socialism is better than bus- capitalism. That's scary. And 30% of them voted that communism is better than what we have. That's scary. And they're they're learning that in these schools. And if we don't stop that, if we don't stop that, we're not going to make it as a country.
0: Well, you know, you made a comment earlier tonight. I, I was listening to you talk to, to some of the folks there in attendance, and, and you were saying that – you know the issues with the guns or the drugs or whatever. None of it matters if we don't get God back into the picture at the forefront. None of that matters. Mm-hmm. All that takes care of itself if the priorities fall in line and get where they need to be. And, and and I don't think any truer words have ever been spoken by anybody. I mean that's just the truth, regardless of who you're going to vote for or certainly what team you pull for. That's the truth. That that's a start there, and then things can fall in line. But when, when you're out of balance, you're out of balance.
1: Yeah we, we we've we've lost it in terms of respect, you know, or would you be a law enforcement officer now? No, sir. Absolutely. No, not. sir. I mean, and the men and women that do it, do it because they, they want to do it for this country and their community. But my goodness, folks, I mean, we're losing them at a record pace. They're being shot and there's nothing said about it. And, you know, I, I, I saw today where last year we had $36 billion of fraud in Medicare, Wow, thirty-six billion. Billion. Do, do, yeah. do Do you hear anybody in Washington D.C. trying to come up with an answer for that? Huh? No, sir. We had seventy thousand people last year die of overdose in this country, and they're worried about Donald Trump making a phone call to Ukraine. <laughs> yeah. and, and we got all this going on, and we're broke. Twenty-two trillion in debt. Uh, Medicare is broke. Social Security's broke. And there's nobody want to fix anything. All they want to do is go for a paycheck and get on television. I'm sick of watching it. I really am. And that's the reason I'm running. They're going to love you in Washington. Oh, yeah. They're going to love me on it. Right? <laughs>
2: yeah. We love you in Alabama. Yeah. And we need to put you there. We love absolutely you. need to put you, you there. You know what's
1: going good? I was, I was a little bit surprised how we came out with a four or five point lead. Now we're up to 20 points. And it's going good. It's resonating. People are tired of career politicians. I'm not anything special. I'm just like everybody out there listening to this. Hey, I'm just like y'all. I mean, I, I don't need this job. I want to go for y'all. Because I want people in Alabama have a voice, not somebody up there that's taking money from special interests. And that's exactly what's happening. I'll
0: be honest with you, and I would be completely cool with this. If all the old school coaches took over all the positions, we'd be better off for it. You could get Spurrier. <laughs> could oh. you imagine Spurrier, Saban, Tubbs? I'd even put Chiz in there. How about Jackie Sherrill? Well, let's don't maybe go not. Far. Let's, don't, go, let's <laughs> don't Let's don't. <laughs> let's don't push it, Coach. Well,
2: we put, we, we put Spurrier over the Air Force. Is that what we do? Make oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Air yeah. Command. Yeah. yeah, Let's leave. I'm
1: Jack. tell you something. <clears throat> I could go get, I could go right now, and get twenty or thirty men and women, college coaches that's handled programs that's done it the right way, that know how to communicate and know how to work with people, and we could take 20, 30, maybe forty up there make a huge difference in this
2: huge. country I, when you said that earlier about your background it, it just it hit a you know it hit, hit a spot with me is how perfect would that be to have somebody with that kind of background like you've got and the common sense that you got what, what i call horse sense yeah that's what you need we, it, things are overcomplicated up there and we need people with work ethic who, who know how to build a team yeah. and hey, know how they, to make that team function properly
1: who've had a job yeah. People up there, they've never had jobs. Exactly. They sit behind a desk and get their news from a newspaper and watch television, and then, oh, this is what we need to do. Yeah. You yeah. Know?
0: Well, if you think about it, you know, one of the things that we love to say at the elementary school level and the high school level is have our kids involved in athletics because of the lessons it teach. And one of the things we've gotten away from, I feel like, a little bit is let them learn those lessons. Not all the lessons are good lessons. Some of us adversity. Some of us getting your nose bloody. You learn Some of us from losing. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Winning. Let them Let them. Let them have the experience. Let them have the journey. Understanding bumps and bruises are going to be a part of it. And then when you take people who have played and coached and the different people, that, uh, whether it's student athletes, whether it's their family members, in all walks of life, the people you get to work with, coaches really do make good government leaders. I mean, they, they, they've they had it. That's any of them.
1: It's all so, about just, leadership. Yeah, it's all about leadership. Absolutely. Leadership is just getting people to do sometimes something that they don't want to do you know, convincing them it's the right thing to do and then putting a work ethic behind it. It's not that hard. I mean, it's 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 pretty simple. The problem we're running into now is a lot of these people in, in Washington, D.C. have come from Never Never Land. Yeah. I mean, what they're talking about, yeah. you first of all, you don't understand what they're talking about or where they're coming. from. Look at California. Mm-hmm. You want to look and see what a socialistic country is going to look like? Just look at those folks. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're, they're, they're broke. I mean, we have to bail them out every few years nationally. They won't let the power companies dig a hold where they can put their lines underneath the ground because they're afraid they'll hurt a tree. But those lines bump together in these Santa Ana winds of 70 miles an hour, <laughs> they create sparks and it burns down yeah. 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 100,000 acres. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you, you know, they, they've got no leadership out there, they're, they're all trying to outdo each other and something free. And
2: I, you I don't reap know. what I, you sow, coach. Yeah, you reap what you sow and and you know you hate to say it but a lot of that is they're them reaping what they sow out there i mean it's it's just the government's dysfunctional you know the, the state government out there's dysfunctional and, and there are too many special interest groups and it's not a team and, and america as a whole from what i see and i try not it, it aggravates me so i try not to watch too much news and, and stuff but america as a whole is, is there's too many special interests there's too many groups there's too many of this let's all come together and be americans and let's be on
1: the same team. The problem is now is what we're running to in, in our lifetime is we got people that want to change this country as to what we are. I mean, they want to transform America. Well, And, and, if, and you if, heard the last president say that. That's That was his agenda. I want to transform America and tried to do it. Didn't work. Now we got a guy in there right now that says, hey, we're going to get back to the nuts and bolts of this country and get back on the right track, cut taxes, put people back to work, and and get along, and and of course, the people on the left are not going to have that. They want it their way, and and we're we we've run into a stone wall.
2: Well, I, I'm not the smartest person in the world, but I can tell you, 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 you talk, agree with
1: that? I concur.
2: Okay, you're talking about socialists and communists. I mean, they apparently did not do any history or read any history.
1: We don't teach it anymore
2: because <laughs> every socialist, every communist regime or, or government or whatever you want to call it has failed it's collapsed it, it's it, it can't survive and i don't know why we would take a country as beautiful as america with a system it has with all its flaws and try to turn it into something that's inevitably going to fail
1: that's the reason they want to take our guns they don't want to take them because somebody might get shot here or there or, or hunting and they think it's dangerous they want to, the government wants to take it out of your hand, where you can't defend yourself when all heck breaks loose, because it's coming if we don't if we don't get control of it. And uh, we put the Second Amendment in there so we could defend ourselves when the government got too big for its britches. Well, it's coming, and so we want to make sure that you look at them every day. Hey, something about guns. We want to take a little bit of it this way. If you start down a slippery slope of changing anything in the Constitution. It's going to be over. That's the only things that save us the Constitution in the last 243 years. And they're trying to chip away at it every day. And we've got one guy fighting for it, and that's Donald J. Trump.
2: Yeah, we're, we're less than 300 years away from the Constitution. And look how far we've gotten and how much it's it, it, it's eroding or, or trying to be chipped away, like you just said. That's sad. In, in the span of time of history, I mean, you, you you talk about history. You go back thousands of years Three hundred years or two hundred forty-three years is not that far, and and we're a totally different country than our founding fathers, you know. I think set out to try to create.
1: Yeah, we're a better country in a lot of a lot of ways because we've we've got more. Look at what our kids have grown up with. Yeah, I mean, and we didn't yeah. grow up with this—the technology and the things that they have the opportunity to do. I think it's great. You know, the millennials get a bad. The millennials get a, a bad rap because they're oh, That's not a good generation. That's a great generation. They just got more than what we had. They just got to learn to handle it. And I think they will. Uh, we're going, hopefully, we can give them a country that they can be proud of where they can make it even better.
2: Well, that's what I'm scared. I got one in college and one a freshman and one in the fourth grade. And my concern is when I'm old and gone, what, what are they going to do? And what are they, what's this country going to look like for them? Yeah, I, I don't know.
1: Well, that's the reason we got to fight for it. We got to fight every day and we can't give in to the people on the left. We got to fight for people that are fighting for the, our republic and, and try to do it the right way. You know, they asked me, so what makes you uh, qualified for a senator? I said, let me let me, th- let me think here a little bit. Uh, I've coached uh, 40 years over thousands of kids, try to make them better, teach them leadership and communication skills, and, and try to make them a better person, work together. I've, I've worked in in middle class homes, or worked with middle class homes, high class homes, poor homes, work with drugs, mental health, uh, and I do all that and I gotta win games. Yeah. Now, what are these, what are these folks up there in, in DC, what's their qualifications? Because they went to school and got a law degree and it gives them the right to say that they can run our country. Some of them can, a lot of them can't. We gotta, there, there's a guy in Georgia that That was a business guy's name, David Perdue. He's in the Senate. We have Tom Cotton from Arkansas. He was a, he was a army ranger. Now he's in, he's in, those are the type of people we need. People that's actually been in, out in the public and know what's going on. I'm an educator, you know? And so we've got to get away from sending people up there that just wants a job and just wants to, you know, say they're in the club and want to go up there forever. And if we don't, don't stop that, we're not going to make it.
0: You know, one of the things, you know, with, with the journey that you're on, of course, is is momentum. And one of the things I read very recently, and it, and it was excited for you mm-hmm. in your camp, is the endorsement that you got from Alpha. It was awesome. I mean, that, that's a big one here in the state of Alabama to get those guys on board and get them believing in your message. Talk about that and, and how important it was to get that. Did you think you could get it? Was it gettable, or was that somewhat of a surprise? Talk about that just a little
1: bit. When come. I got in this back in mid-April, we decided as a group, hey, let's go after this Alpha endorsement. It's going to be hard because we got a congressman that's running, and, and you know he's made a few good votes here and there. And all those things put together, but there, we have 67 counties in the state. We have 67 different clubs at Alpha they get together. I tried to make as many as I could. I mean, day and night, you know, you drive and make two in a day, and and then when it all came down to it, you you have a meeting in Montgomery and you got to give a 10 minute spill to 140 of the top people in Alpha and then they make a decision and i'm just hoping to say that they weren't going to endorse anybody but at the end of the day out of stay out of it they gave it to me and they basically said coach your polling is huge you've worked hard people trust you we're going to see that you get elected and they're behind us 100% and you know that's they're the grassroots people you know they're not the city folk right. you know they're grassroots and they work and they're hurting right now with the tariffs that we have you know the farmers are or cut back on their on, on what they're getting for their crops. But you know, I didn't talk to one in my entire time going around these places that wasn't behind Donald Trump. Knowing that he's the one putting the tariffs on, but they're behind him because they know he's trying to do better for them in the future. And so that that made you feel good about about these people that are work hard seven days a week and they know their outcome, you know, they can't control the weather nor the price. But they're behind the guy that's 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 trying to help them, and it, it was a lot of fun just listening to
2: them. Well, Coach, I got sent a text. It's a picture. I don't know if you can see it or not. There's a bunch of nine and ten year olds sitting around watching you talk about really? America in the future, and that's hey that, guys, that's hey guys, that's that's what we need to be concerned about. It, are they eating
1: candy? They got to be eating candy. They
2: right they we had trick or treat party. Oh
1: yeah, and all that good stuff. So sure. apples and all that. They'll be all sugared up. Popcorn balls. You remember those? Stuck in my teeth. But some some people would put popcorn, they'd put that Cairo syrup, you know, oh, mix yeah, it and yeah, make yeah, balls yeah, out yeah, of it, yeah, you know, the popcorn. Yeah yeah, but yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking you about. That, you ain't that thing. Well, you're I,
2: older than me. But, you're, but, but you're, uh, I'm from Bruton,
1: so. Bruton, yeah. You're from Bruton. <laughs> 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 you didn't have corn popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, w-
2: w- there they are. Yeah. Take yeah. took a picture of them. Oh, with, yeah. With in the background. But anyway, so that, and, 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 and
1: I hope that's what it's about. You go, there. That,
2: That's right. Yeah. And 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 I hope that the polls go in your favor. I'm. You certainly got my vote. Um. And it, it needs somebody up there with some common sense. And and you said all the things that you needed to say earlier. That can can bring a diverse group of people
1: together and make it work. Well, it's not about one person. It's about about everybody in this country. Yeah. And. If you're not proud, if you live in this country, when you were born here, you hit the lottery. That's right. Because there's no place even close to what we have here. I've been all over the world. I've been around this country several times, met people. A lot of people are mad at this country because they don't think they were given the right uh, chance to be successful. No, no, no. You got a chance. You might have to work harder. I I grew up poor, I didn't have anything. And for me to to be a college hit football coach, win national coach of the year honors, and then to have a chance to run for US Senate in your country. I mean, it ain't, yeah. it ain't because somebody gave it to me. Yeah. I didn't take many days off in the last 40, 50 years. Right. I worked. Right. And that's what it's all about. Take Take advantage of your opportunities. And if they work out, they work out. If not, just put your nose to the grindstone, and keep going again. Exactly. Don't work right. harder. Well, Coach, exactly when, right.
0: when you get in and you get entrenched, um, if we need an ambassador to the Ukraine, I'd like to throw my name in the hat. I had a bad experience with a mail order bride, and I have a, a little bit of money tied up over there. So you, she if, she <laughs> deflated at the airport, coach. <laughs> so if you can get deflated me, or I, melted, which one I want to appointed to the Ukraine for an ambassadorship? I
1: got uh, some wrongs over there I need to write. I actually re-bottled my home. The question is do you have a passport?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Not yet, coach. My travel corridor is between Destin, Florida, and Auburn. I'll have to. Uh, have to get some paperwork in place to make that travel, but I need to write some wrongs over in the Ukraine.
2: He don't want he don't want to stress the Ford Pinto too much.
1: He usually keeps it on sixty five to eighty five and that's it, about it. It doesn't float like some other floating car no, 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 pinto. No. How about that? I hadn't heard of a Ford Pinto in a long time. Oh he's got one. A, remember the Corvair?
0: Yeah. I like, do. You remember the Vega?
2: Quiver had the motor in the back, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Quivert, the Vega, oh, belt driven. Thing thing almost belt driven. My dad had. What a was Vegas. your first car? Uh, my
0: first car was a Fiero. Year? Uh, nineteen hundred and eighty-five. Winning 86. 86. 86.
2: silver. What yeah. was yours? Mine was a Toyota uh, bucket seat pickup truck sr five. It was my Year. dad's old part delivery. It was probably like an eighty-two or eighty-three. No money. air conditioner, sliding back, two windows, of CB.
1: Mine was a seventy three Ford Mustang. Ford Mustang, I hear you. Blue go. with a real dark blue final top and shag interior. It was thirty two hundred dollars, and I said, you know, I'll never get this thing paid for. You That's a man. lot. That was a lot of money. Oh, oh man, take. a lot oh. of money. You know, I had, you know, I worked weekends. Were end. you coaching then? No, heck, no. I was in high, I was in college, and I bought it, and I thought I was going to pay for it by working on weekends, and my payment was one hundred and two dollars a month. Yeah, man, that was which is a which is a steak dinner now. Oh, that and that was big money back then. Yeah, it's I'm, not now. My unfortunately. mom goes, "You did what? <laughs> you did what?" She said, "Mom, I'm I'm 21. But yeah, you're 21. 21 year olds still have to pay those bills. Yeah. I ain't paying it. And so, time to be an adult. Yeah, got that bill now. Guess who ended up paying for it? My mom. Mama paid for
2: mm-hmm. it?
1: Oh yeah. Because I mess. got to a point where I couldn't pay for it. <laughs> wasn't enough wasn't enough hours on the weekend working for Working for 2 75 an hour to pay for it.
2: Well, I, th- I think you've you've overcome that and done yeah. well for yourself. You well. are the American dream. And, and if anybody knows what it takes and should be in Washington to lead people and, and help other people achieve the American dream, it's certainly somebody like
1: you, Coach. All right, so let's go now. Let's go back to the LSU-Alabama game.
2: Okay. You said Bama by 10, regardless who plays. No, I didn't. Oh, okay. No I, just, no, I didn't. I just put that. I word did
1: in. not. Yeah. I just. I, I, I'm just.
2: I'm just. I'm just getting you prepped I'll, for CNN interviews. Well, right.
1: Alabama. <laughs> yeah, Alabama. I think Bama will win if Tua is ready. Now he's not going to be healthy till May. You know, I've been around those. The, your worst nightmare on the sideline is when your better players goes down, and then you'll see the trainer coming at you. You'll catch him at the corner of your eye, and you don't want to look at him because you don't want to look at whether he's smiling or yeah. or frowning. Yeah. And he gets to you. And he goes, high ankle sprain. And your heart just drops.
2: And your mind races?
1: not Because not too long ago, it was six to eight weeks. I mean, boy, you can get out of a boot. I mean, it was, it's pretty much like breaking your ankle.
2: We had Jeff Allen, the head trainer yeah. of Alabama on, right. on the show. And, and, he, of course, Tua had the same type of injury right. last right. year. And I tried
0: ankle. to tell him to put him on ice. To get him everything. to rest him. I said rest him. him. <laughs> I,
1: I begged him to rest him. Yeah, you did. You did. It is. It, it, I mean, it's the the, the the and Jeff talked a little bit about that. What they can do now medically is amazing. Oh, Jimmy Andrews invented it. And those two bones, what they do is is they separate, and you tear that membrane. Yeah, and it's painful, and they put the, that that wire in there, and they pull them back together, and it, it's I, the kid's gonna be able to play. He ain't a kid. He's a man playing this sport, but. He's going to be, I mean, it's not going to be comfortable running around. He's going to have some you, pain.
2: You think you're running much of LSU? Would you, if you were in that position?
1: Oh, it's not going to hurt him anymore. It, it's, I mean, he's just got to be able to, to stand what he's going to go through because, you know, it's not going to be upstanding in a pocket. You know, your LSU, he's going to get out of the pocket. Uh, uh I mean, you, yeah. you're going to force you're gonna him. you make him run. Yeah, you're going to make him get out.
2: So if you're saving, and now you've got the <laughs> 14 playoff to contend, which you. You didn't have that when you were still coaching, right?
1: No, no, no. Okay. We we, yeah. we yeah. caused the fourteen playoff. Y'all had the BCS, and yeah, yeah. We when we didn't get in in two thousand four. Ten years later, they t- it took ten years to get to the get to that. You know, two thousand four. So team. do but, you
2: do you think the way it's formatted now, coach, it would make coaches think differently about things? Because just let me run this scenario by you, and and, and you put yourself as being an Alabama coach. You you got this situation going on, and you're LSU's now the number one team. So, do you risk playing him and hurting him for the rest of the season? Or do you bring Mac Jones in, try to keep it close, and if you lose, hope you don't fall out of the f-
0: top four? You're not going to fall out because it's Bama privilege. I mean, dude, you're not. You're not going to they, fall they, out. They've been saying this. Bama you're not, not. going to fall out.
1: Well, I you're, mean, you're, you're, you're on the right track. It, it, you don't want to put him in and, and then miss three or four other games. Right. You want to make sure he's healthy. The biggest thing... Let me get up close. That's going to be the hardest thing for him. The, the biggest thing is a coach. And of course, we all a little different. And I don't know. I'm not telling them what's going to happen. First of all, you got to think about the player. Can he defend himself? Because he's getting ready to play some boys on the other side that can play ball. Yeah. Unless you get after him. Different than Arkansas. Yeah. yeah. And so you, he's got to be able to protect himself and get away, get out of harm's way. And if he can't, it's going to be awfully tough. Other than. You know, uh, you can do a lot of three-step drops. Get the ball off. Yeah. hand it off. But, uh,
2: well, they can throw that
1: slant. Now. <laughs> That's one thing they can do. I'm telling you, throw it as good as anybody ever seen. Did
2: you get a chance to see Mac Jones against Arkansas?
1: Any you that? know? I didn't. I'm, I'm not a big on. You know, I've, I think I was listening to it on the radio. I was Coach driving, don't care about somewhere. Arkansas. Okay, never did. Well, but I he's mean, from he there. Yeah, but he was I, never going there. Yeah, but let me tell you something that. That that was men against boys. Right, I saw some replays of it. Yeah, I feel sorry for the boys down there. They they're having a tough, tough time at Arkansas. But uh, but I thought Matt Jones did good.
2: I thought he looked posed. I, yeah. he made some decent throws. I thought he looked good. Let me. Ask, he didn't look that good when he came in, in relief for Tua when he
0: got hurt. All right, coach, I want to ask you this, and and I'm very scared you're going to answer this the way I don't want you to, but answer it however you want. If Alabama is not the SEC West champion, and if they're not the SEC champion, then how in the heck can you be the national champion? You win the game. You shouldn't be. It's a beauty contest. You, you shouldn't be. in. It's called Bama Privilege. You got a, the most prestigious championship in college football is the SEC championship because it's earned on the field. None of these jackasses vote you in. You got to go out and get it done on the field.
1: But at the end of the day, the system is made to have the four best teams at the end of the year, not record-wise. Thank you, Kevin. I'm never I'm I never—I don't go by record on the on the. – you're right now. You want to win that conference championship because that automatically gets you in. But you also want to be one of the four best teams at the end of the day so you can get in to have to run that round, Rob. And look, okay. yeah.
0: If, if I, Bama's if, got a loss and Oregon's got a loss, who are you going to put in? If Auburn, if Auburn wins the rest of their games, they beat Georgia, they beat Alabama – and LSU is Auburn one of the four best teams?
1: Are they going to win the SEC championship? No, they're not going to be in it? Oh, okay. LSU's going to be in it. Yeah, uh-huh. Auburn. If if Auburn beats Georgia, if Auburn runs or what rest of the way, and they're ten and two, I think they'll have a chance okay. to win oh, it. You do, yeah. Ah, oh, yeah. yeah. All right. Good
2: enough. N-uh-uh. uh-uh. Right. Can't, can't do that. We got to, we got to. Did you see? Can't do
0: that. All right, bring up close closing out the end. and coach. I'm gonna, I'm gonna run through my top five. You've been an analyst. I want you to kind of. You think of it. I do the top five every week. I think there's two teams that are separated from the pack. That's
1: I was five and worked. I, I'll, 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 I'll start I can with five. tell you one won't be five. In it.
0: Five is Penn State, national power, perennial. I love James Franklin. I think the world of him. Was a class program. I have Penn State at number five.
2: Just take a nap, Trip. It's any worth listening to?
0: I have Oregon at number four. Oregon lost a tough game in the opener. Um, since then, they have played lights out. They have been amazing. They have. Let's see what uh, I have they to deal have with Probably coach. the best quarterback prospect in college football, and that's going to be proven in the NFL draft next spring. Number three, I have... What, what time Cle- out? I called that on the August 22nd it, it, it show. It. Number three, I have Clemson, the defending mythical national champions. I don't think they've showed it on the field necessarily, but I'm going to have them three and then the two teams that have distanced themselves from the pack that are playing at a different level week in and week out. Number two, Ohio State. Number one, LSU. What do you
2: think? <laughs> We had Oklahoma in there last year, or last week, or two weeks ago.
1: Did you have Alabama in
0: there?
2: No, he didn't. He never <laughs> no, does. but I'm going to
0: tell you why, Coach. i tell you uh, why. No, aggravate me, me and everybody else from out I don't Alabama. I like cupcakes. I don't eat cupcakes, much less play them week in and week out. You used to eat They cupcakes. don't have, if you put their resume up in front of you, there are no quality wins, Coach. If, if you cupcakes are keto okay. friendly, no, you not a quality be on win on
1: there. Now, if they beat LSU yes. and, and Auburn, they're, they're going to If move. they beat LSU, I could see them jumping as high as Six. Come on man.
0: But we'll cross that bridge. When you get get up there, can
2: you send can you send like a bunch of money for mental health for Scambia County for guys like him?
1: Please. You didn't have Oak Plum in there. Oh, they, there they, not. They, not a... No, well, they got beat. I, I had them at four
0: last week, and then they failed yeah. up. To hey, he, probably had, he
2: probably had Auburn at, sitting at six. He just d- didn't want to say it. All right, go ahead. Let me hear your one. I, I don't he do top five. five. Well, you I'm, can do Because it I'm, I'm realistic. You
1: can do it tonight. Let's go.
2: Alabama first string, Alabama second string, Clemson. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Alabama scout team. <laughs> Alabama's <laughs> recruits.
0: The commitments.
2: Al- Alabama's commitments for 2025.
0: Yeah. See, I'm a fair guy, coach. Anyway, what Al- kind of- Al- Albert Means.
1: Yeah. <laughs> what kind of team is Florida?
0: They're good. They're going to be really good. I think they're good. I like the. I like the quarterback. They're I think going to he- beat Georgia. They're not. We're doing picks. They're not. That's my pick. Who are you picking?
2: Uh, what team are you? T- we, we do a pick too. And what are we? We're.
0: You talking about a pick of the
1: week? You know, yeah, one game pick of yeah, the yeah.
2: week.
0: And we compete against. Each I think other. I'm six and two, and against he's three and five.
1: I
2: no, think. no, we're tied. Don't don't get twisted. I had Florida. Uh, Florida's getting six and a half.
1: Well, y'all pick. Y'all pick the spread. Y'all don't just do it head up.
2: Yeah, we we go against the spread, but um, I think Florida's going to beat them outright.
0: right? I'm going to take the Auburn Tigers. Bounce back, win. The little versus up on the plains.
1: Over and playing Ole that, Miss, I hope you would.
2: 18 and a half?
1: Yeah. 19 and some, and 18, 18 and a half. Yes, sir.
2: Holy cow. Yeah. I mean, one twist ankle and you got Cord Sandberg in there running the read option
0: 50 <laughs> times a game. I took him one other time, Coach. 2002. I hadn't seen. That's a lot. I
1: hadn't, <laughs> I hadn't seen much in uh, much of Ole Miss here. I don't, you know, I don't, you know, of course they've had devastating. Second leading uh, lead rushing attack in the SEC. Se-
0: second, second leading rushing to the average in 232 yards on the, on the ground a game. They run that two quarterback system. We're going to smash them. A lot of it's a lot well, of it's going to have
1: 125 against Auburn. I don't think so. Not against that defense. Nope not. Yeah, okay, we'll find out. Coach, we appreciate
0: you spending some time with us. I know yeah. you're a busy man, but this was awesome to have you here. Uh, certainly want to thank Ken James, the executive producer, for getting it out. Also want to throw a big shout out to Heath Jackson, Albert Sheriff. When we tried to put this together, I called Heath to say, can you put us in contact with anybody? It might uh work. Coach's schedule. He put us up with a trip, and it happened in literally three minutes. If you need help around here, you call Heath
2: Jackson. Call Heath. Jackson. Boy, Heath. He's a young guy. He yeah. is. He's uh-huh. great. He is a yep. top notch, what, I, first yep.
1: class guy. You know, I've traveled this state and talked to sheriffs, and I, I'm amazed. You know, you know they how they put it they put a team together. Of, Guys that don't make fourteen, fifteen dollars an hour. Yeah, like we talked earlier. Yeah, man, what a group of people that you got to take your hat off to. He comes from a, he's come from a good
2: family, we got a good mom and dad, and he's a good. He's a good man. He's a good man. Um, Jimmy Saxon, he's still your uh, agent.
1: Nah, I fired him a long time ago. Uh, could, you be, could, you <laughs> could you recommend? Could you recommend? Could you recommend us too? Yeah, yeah. He, you know, Jimmy, we want some of that saving You know, money I was too. I was Jimmy's first. He had
2: like everybody in SEC at one time, didn't he? In
1: 1994, I take the job at Ole Miss and I get a call from a buddy of mine in Memphis. He said, listen, Jimmy Sexton wants to come help you with the contract. I said, for what? He said, he wants to be your agent. I said, he thinks that there's going to be a big need for agents in college football. Well, he, had he had He had, uh, wow. yeah, he, he had uh, Reggie White and you know, a couple of guys, but he wasn't in college football. Nobody knew anything about agents, and so I said, "Yeah, Tim, come on down." What's he going to charge me? He said nothing. So he comes down, and I think I made two hundred fifty thousand dollars in nineteen ninety four. Had a three year contract: two fifty, two sixty, two seventy. And I uh, thought, I thought I, I, thought I'd, I don't know. I asked, I told my wife, "Where, where are we going to spend all this money?" You know, and uh, <laughs> yeah, really, and 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 uh, I'll show you. And yeah, <laughs> and so he comes in and and does it, and I said, "Man, that's pretty neat." And he got in in it, and we he got Spurrier, and of course he he had Nick and and Frank Beamer, and and now he's into assistants that make two million dollars. Golly,
0: wow! And well, we, we have our leadership team put together for the future. Me, you, Saban, Spurrier. Would we put Sexton on it?
1: Yeah, we might do that. Okay, we might do. I
2: like that. how you ingratiated yourself in
1: there. <laughs> <laughs> we might do that. Talk fast and back up quick. Mm. All right, well, that's thank great. you coach this has coach. been good. Pleasure this meeting was, you. I enjoyed good, it. It's a good way to waste an hour, isn't it? it, yes, is. it,
0: is. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Be looking yeah. for Coach Tommy Turberville on the circuit throughout
1: the state of Alabama. Hey, TommyForSenate.com. Tommy Just go on there. For Senate. Look and read about it. Yeah, TommyForSenate.com. It's a good website and I think you'll enjoy it. And thank it's about it's about our platform and all those things. We'll so we'll get uh, the
2: link put up on our side as well. We're gonna
1: put we're gonna put us on there. Trip, did you get a picture of this? Sir. This uh, lineup. Okay. Yeah.
0: And tell Alpha we're looking for sponsors.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. Y'all, yeah. Y'all need, and you need an Alpha up there in the corner of your we screen. We can do it. Yeah. For about 80 grand. We have a lot of space. Yeah. We need a Tommy for Senate up there. We
0: can do that too. We can do that too. Yeah. We can do it.
1: I don't have any money. <laughs> uh, it'll be small then. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be real. <laughs> awesome, awesome. I want to thank everybody for being in with us.
0: Have a great weekend. Hope most of your teams win. Be safe, and we'll see you all next week. Have a safe Halloween. War Eagle. Roll Tide.